Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You don't know the power of the dark side. I have a tender spot in my heart. Cripples, bastards, and broken things. What about deck and breakfast? I have an army. We have a hulk. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. This is a tasty burger. And tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. Hello everyone and welcome back to our channel over here at Broke Boy Media and today we're going to be doing our Joker review. My name is Christian and I have Devin here with me as always. How are you doing today buddy? Oh boy, I've got a lot to get into. We, we, we do have a lot to get into. I literally just got out of the theater. It's been a very busy weekend for me. Been uh, going, hitting up the uh, Nashville Film Festival. So I saw uh, Jojo Rabbit um, and not Honey Boy, Marriage Story so far. I'm seeing, seeing Honey Boy next weekend. I think it's on Friday. And then that's probably it for me for the film festival. Those are only three uh, movies I was very interested in seeing. But our spoiler review of Jojo Rabbit is up on the page right now. Um, I was a bit half tired while recording it, so I might take it down and re-record re it and put it back up. Um, I just put it up early this morning, but... Yeah, man, let's just um, let, let's just dive right in. So I just got out of the theater to see Joker. You saw it yesterday or was it Thursday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. So as all of you have known, you know, you've been hearing a lot of the buzz about the uh, Joker movie directed by Todd Phillips, and he did a phenomenal job with this movie. I didn't know what to expect, and I somehow made it to Saturday without a single spoiler whatsoever. I kept seeing how great it was, and I was trying to, you know, not pay attention to everyone else's reactions, because you know how, like, people hype up a movie too much, and then you go see it, and you're like, oh, man, you know, like, I can't wait to see this, these amazing amazing things that happen, which it was, but I didn't want to be overhyped, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's why I wanted to see it yesterday. I was just like tired of seeing people talk about it. I was like, oh, I just need to see it now. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I was too, man. It was it was just insane. But before we begin, you can listen to this podcast version um, of our review on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I don't believe we're going to be putting this up on YouTube because there's not a lot of footage. And I just figured it'd be more fun as a just a podcast. And like you said, we we have a lot to dig into and a lot to say. So what were your initial thoughts before, you know, before the movie came out? You know, you heard they were making a Joker movie and, you know, the for leading up to the first and second tra trailer. What, what were your thoughts about the movie going in? Before any trailers came out or any like information came out, I think everyone was just confused as to why they were doing a Joker movie that wasn't Jared Leto. Because it just felt like there were just too many jokers going on. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's um, I I was kind of confused because you know we had Venom what last year and I was like, uh, maybe we shouldn't do villain movies. And then after seeing this, I'm like, yes, yeah, like give 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 me more, give me more. But I I gotta say, um, I I do agree with you. I was very confused, and you know people were bringing up this uh DC Dark Universe, and I kind of like how this is its own standalone movie. It's not connected to anything. I do think it. I think it warrants as a really good origin for the Joker, but you know, no one really knows who the Joker is, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But 
yeah, man, it was, um, I, I was very confused at first. And then I saw, you know, you, you see the, the leaked photos of, you know, Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, like I was, I was kind of feeling it. And then I saw the first trailer. I'm like, wow, this, this looks very good. And I saw the second one. I'm like, okay, yes, just let's, let's, yeah, let's the, see this the trailers thing. really sold it when she saw like Joaquin doing his thing. It, re- it really was, man. Um, oh my gosh. So, where where should we begin? Like obviously everyone listening, this is a spoiler review. So if you have not seen the movie, just back out now, come back, listen to us or whoever you listen to. We're just a couple of guys talking about the Joker. Well, what do you care? But let's well, so, where where do we begin? Do we begin at the I end? guess I guess ending? what was your like your your reaction like when it when the movie ended? Like what were your first thoughts? I I've never felt more sympathetic towards a villain. I feel more sympathetic for the Joker than I do Thanos. And I feel more sympathetic than, um, not T'Challa, wow, um, Killmonger and, you know, Marvel. But, wow. And obviously way better than Venom. I mean, come on. But <laughs> I, um, I, I felt... I felt, I felt, you know, I, all of his murders, all of his killings were completely justified to all me. All of them? I all don't know them. about that. Are you talking about the mother? De- yeah, definitely the mother. The mother was a little bit of a, I was like, oh man, I'm like, is he really going to kill her? I thought he was just going to shoot her being done with it. Like, and no, then, he's and then even, her. even uh, the talk show host, like, of course, it wasn't great to bully him, but it doesn't warrant murder. Well, obviously, it doesn't warrant murder, but, like, at the same time, I was like, okay, you know, obviously, you know, seeing it as, you know, a viewer, we already know what he's been through, what's going on. It, it was it was warranted to me, at least, but obviously, yes, that's going a little bit overboard. But then again, is it just as um, going overboard as, you know, when he murdered the three, uh, you know, kids on the train? Yeah, I'd say... <laughs> No, so I, I was like, oh, did he go? Did he? Did he leave? No, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I, man. It, it's, it's weird. It's tough. Like when I first got out of the theater, I was just like questioning everything. I was trying to figure out what I just watched. I was. The biggest thing is it, it makes you question your morality. Like it really does. And the, this uh, this movie really does touch on. It, it touches on obviously you know the whole bullying aspect, but really with mental health because. I mean, no one was listening to him, not even a social worker. And he kept saying, he's like, all I have are negative thoughts. And he's like, I feel like you're not listening to me. And then she only kind of started, sort of started listening to him after she found out that her job was in jeopardy. And then even then she would like, didn't really even care. She's like, oh, this is going to be the last time that we meet. And she's like, you know, like none of these people give a shit about you. I'm like, okay, but like, you're still not listening to what he's saying. Cause he's been like, explaining himself this entire time and you just keep on asking the same questions you know how's your job how's your week you know how do you feel it's, it's literally the same thing over and over and over and you know the, the i mean a, a few of this like i, I don't want to say disturbing but i mean to me obviously to like you know a normal moviegoer who you know doesn't see a lot of these violent films and it's going to be more disturbing for them than me. But the one part where I was kind of like, holy crap, like when he first goes to the stand-up comedy club and he has like that pornography on the backside of his, um, of his, um, uh, his joke book, I think it was. Yeah. It was kind of hard to, hard to spot what those pictures were, but yeah, it looked pretty. Yeah. I, I caught it for like a split second. I thought they were, I thought that's what they, what they were laughing at. Cause you know, he like puts his arms up and he has his book in his hand. And I thought that page was 
you know, flipped over to where everyone can see it. But I'm like, okay, well, they're like laughing, but and it, it was very, very odd. But yeah, I mean, I um just to go back for mental illness, it's you know, I, I think this is kind of important because you know he wanted. I mean, obviously, this guy, it, Arthur's had a very hard life. You know, we get two twists in the movie when, you know, we think that, oh, my gosh, you know, he's related to Bruce Wayne. How, how was your reaction to that that first twist where they kind of led you to believe that for a while? That, that one was pretty shocking because I, I was surprised that DC would allow, like, in general, allow this movie to be made. I'm surprised they did that because obviously it's way out of their comfort zone and something way different. Yeah, I'm glad they did, but I'm very surprised because if if that first twist about um, they're basically being brothers, Batman and and Joker being like step brothers, if that were true, that would have painted Batman in a much worse light. It, yeah, obviously it his dad would have been seen as much more of a negative figure. Yeah, I mean, as, as if he wasn't already in the film, but it, I mean, it, and it and it made sense, you know, it made sense why people were mad at Thomas Wayne, but you know. Um, you have Joker's mother who is, you know, she's very, you know, fixed on Thomas Wayne, like, oh, you know, he can fix everything. And, you know, it, it, it takes more than just one person to, you know, fix a city, especially like Gotham. And I mean, it was, I mean, I, I can understand why people were, you know, mad and angry at Thomas Wayne. You know, you have this guy living in this big mansion. He doesn't really have any worries. I mean, yeah, he might have some, but not as big as you know everyone you know the the little guy in in general but yeah i was actually going back and forth trying to decide if um the relationship between his mom and thomas wayne was real or not yeah it really did make you think i'm like okay i'm like all right i'm like obviously someone's lying here and then when he confronts him in the bathroom and he, he snaps and it's like but it's like what he's saying is completely right i mean even in, in today's society it's like People are just straight up rude for no reason whatsoever. And there's no explanation for it. People try to justify it, say, oh, you know, like, well, I, you know, I'm having a bad day. And then they're like, oh, well, that's that's the reason why I'm being mean to you. It's like, well, someone else might be having a bad day, too. You know, that same person that you're being mean to, you know, fire breathes fire. And then, you know, if you snap at one person who's having a bad day and then they snap back at you. And this is a vicious cycle when it's like, you know, he was. Just I, I don't know, man. I was I was I was all on board with it. Like I, I'm, I'm honestly still not sure because obviously they showed like the adoption paperwork and stuff. But yeah, I feel like that, that if I feel like Thomas Wayne's powerful enough that they could have like forged covered all of that everything. And just, and just but that was a lot up. of information though. Like that was yeah. a lot of like paperwork and fighting <laughs> fighting for that file. <laughs> yeah, very, very small <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry part, but. It's still good, nonetheless. Yeah, him and um, oh my god, the girl who plays Domino in Deadpool too. Zazie Beats. Yeah. So the only issue I really had with the movie was I, okay, does she, does she die or like? Cause you know we only see that, her. That's from... also one of the main issues I have. That um, girlfriend twist. I for me at least, I caught on pretty much right away that she was just not there in reality. <laughs> the first thing that I noticed. That, that put me onto that was one of the first times they interacted, she knew his name, and I don't think he ever introduced her. Or him yeah, to her. you know what? That is true. So I was kind of like, okay, this must be uh, part of his fantasy. This has to be fake. Yeah, it, it probably is. Especially, I really like the, you know, part of the fantasy where 
he goes on to, you know, Rob, Robert De Niro's show. I forgot his actual character name at this moment. But, um, you know, when he first goes on and, you know, he's imagining being there and he's like, oh, you know, come up, come up. And, you know, he idolizes, you know, this talk show, um, talk show host so much. And then, you know, he kind of just. And then the whole crowd's like cheering him and like loves him. Yeah, he's but he's loving all of it. Right. And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, he's like, yeah, I live with my mother, but you know, he's like, she, he's like, I, I take good care of her. And you know, that, that's, it's what's what you do, you know, when, when your parents get all you take care of your parents and the roles kind of reverse. And that, know, that part's really important because it plants the seed of you thinking what, what's reality and what's fantasy, like gets you thinking, okay, what is real? Yeah, that Cause, is very cause the true. way they set it up, it just looked like a scene transitioned into something new. It wasn't like, oh, this is a flashback. Oh, this is something he's experienced before. It was just like, oh, he, this just happened. Yeah, it was at first. I was like, oh, well, I'm like, because you know, when he first sees you know the talk show, I was like, oh, I'm like maybe he's been on the show before, and that's why he loves it so much. And then it kind of went back. I'm like, oh, so was it kind of like a vision type of thing? I was kind of confused, but I was like, okay, I'll just take it more as like a vision that he was having, you know, imagining being on the show. And then, you know, when he obviously, when he, when he finally goes on the show, it's just like, it's like every little thing that happened first, he gets beat up with, you know, um, his, he gets fired from work and, you know, he gets jumped by those kids with the sign. And that part kind of pissed me off, like with his, his boss. And it's like his boss did not want to hear any of it. And, you know, obviously he told all his other coworkers what happened. And this boss is like, I don't want to hear it. It's going to come out of your pay if you don't find that sign. And, you know, people like his boss snapping at him, that lady on the uh, on the bus snapping at him when he was messing around with the kid. Like, that was like pure, like, I found a lot of, um, you know, reflection between the, how, how the world is now, honestly, in that movie, because, you know, he was just messing around with the kid. The kid was laughing. It would have been different if the kid obviously felt uncomfortable, but like his, like mom just didn't want, oops, sorry. His mom just didn't want anything to do with it whatsoever. And, and that, I, that scene with the kid on the bus is also a really important scene because it sets up the, um, his, actual disorder i forgot i don't know the technical term but it's basically yeah. i didn't know that was an actual uncontrollable disorder. laughter yeah and you can kind of that's, tell it's that actually it's... pretty it's pretty genius to have the joker with that dis disorder it's not something you would think of but for him to have that it's kind of painful for him to even have those laughing spurts but it's just perfect for the joker yeah because honestly i mean imagine like you know you're just sitting down eating some chicken wings or something and you just start uncontrollably laughing and you accidentally like choke on your food or you know uh, choking your drink or something like that. He, he was choking on his. He was just choking like on nothing. A he lot was of choking times. like he, on his own laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was crazy. I, I I do agree with agree with you there. Like I said, I didn't know that was an actual condition. I thought they just made it up for, you know, for for the movie's sake. Oh, you know, we got to give him reason to laugh. It's like oh, this is. It's like no, it's a real thing. But even then, you know, people already laugh when they're uncomfortable to begin with. I couldn't imagine having you know like a condition like that and you can try you can tell where he's like he's like happy but he's sad at the same time and he's like no he's like you know i'm sorry this is this is my it's a laughing condition he probably has like a crap ton of those cards just yeah it out seems like it seems like it, it always came out when he was uncomfortable which of course makes every uncomfortable moment that much worse yeah and you know everyone's like oh you know like what's wrong with him what's wrong with them and and he's like, oh, he's like, nothing's wrong with me. But he felt like, you know, as soon as he stopped taking his meds, 
he, he's like, oh, I feel good. I was like, mm, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. I bet you do. But man, um, I just, and also with, um, kind of like, like with Undertone, like he only didn't kill the midget. Pretty much everyone else who was a dick to him in general. But obviously, we, as like, like I said before, you know, me being an audience member and me thinking that, you know, those killings are, justified in this universe obviously not in real life um you know he he lets he lets the midget go after the uh you know the old fat uh one of the uh his old fat co-workers set him up with a gun brings it into a children's hospital i was like oh my god can't believe that freaking happened but so all these scenes are just so like tense you're just like oh, it was one after happen? another it made you feel uncomfortable like, but that, that children's hospital one you're just like oh no and then I was like, one, did they notice? I'm like, of course they fucking notice. <laughs> one where they where they come into his apartment, you're like, oh, please don't kill the, the little guy. Please Dude, don't kill him. As soon as he locked that door, I was like, something's about to happen. But and I, then, then he, he can't reach the lock to get out. It's like, <laughs> it's like a things. perfect blend of tense, like humor, and like just Comedy. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to kill you. And he, even, he literally even says, he's like, you're the only one who's ever nice to me. Because people were being, you know, a dick to the clown, too. I mean, not the clown. Wow. Uh, the midget guy, too. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, it was more of like a sympathetic thing. Uh, whatever happened between him and, you know, um, Zaza. I, I don't know if she's alive or dead because... But that was the only little issue. Like, she was there. I was like, okay, are they going to go somewhere with her? Like, is he going to kill her? And then, you know, he, like, just ends up in her apartment after, you know, he finds out all this. Like, his breaking point, you know, the, the thing that pushed him over the edge. And then it was just, I was like, oh, did he kill her? I don't know. And he's like, she's like, oh, you know, my, my daughter's in the, the next room. But I'm like, I thought they were, like, together. So I felt like, I was like, okay, if you're together, wouldn't you figure out what's going on instead of just asking him to leave but she was never you know a dick to him so i i really don't know it's very very yeah, weird. There's, there's no way of knowing her fate which is interesting i don't know well um jeez man uh, any other points that you wanted to bring up you know i'm sorry i've been talking for so much i literally just got out of the theater i'm like oh my gosh i have so much to say but yeah go go ahead if you have it, yeah. it felt like every every murder scene that he was in it just it just made you feel dirty and like grimy you're like oh god like oh i felt I, fine you, <laughs> no. you, like obviously i i felt bad and i sympathized with him but i just didn't want him to to murder obviously yeah and it was it was kind of cuz you want him to re- have redemption and and get better but obviously doing yeah. what he did isn't going to get that be- make him get better yeah, honestly, it, like I thought there was like a few things that were gonna happen. Like, I mean, it's, especially like at, at his first killings on the you know the train ride after he gets um you know sacked from work, and I was like, man, you know, I'm like something. I'm like, I felt like something's gonna happen. I'm like, oh man, he's really gonna take like you know two beatings in like two days. He just whips out the gun out of nowhere and just yeah, that was bam! shocking. He just right in the head. Yeah, that, that, that made me jump. I was like, holy crap. Well, number one, you have incredible aim, sir. Number two. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he didn't really miss. <laughs> was this, except for that third guy. He was oh, he, he was on the hunt. He he smelled blood, and he, he loved it. He loved it. And then, and then after that scene is, is the scene where he goes to the bathroom and does his, like, his dance. It's like, it's kind of sh- showing the first time he actually feels free. Like, he, he feels powerful after that. Yeah. 
I mean, like, you know, I've, and especially when he snaps on, um, it, it, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it was a gradual, like a snowball effect with him, you know, like, okay, you know, he kills, he kills the guys, uh, the three, uh, people. And then what was his next killing? I think that was the fat guy. Was it? I, I think the mom was before. Mo okay. The mom. And then the fat guy. Yeah. And it yeah, was yeah, the mom was war because they asked him how he was doing. And he said, my mom died. So I'm celebrating like that was creepy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he had, he had all the all the white makeup on that looks so creepy. And then he, paint, yeah, he was like, oh, he's like, uh, you going down to the uh, the rallies? He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, everyone's going downtown. He's like, oh, is that today? And he's like, oh well. But like at the same time, you know, after he made his his first kill, after his 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 first blood, because <laughs> you could say his um. You know, he was he was scared that, you know, he that, you know, he pushed himself that far. But, you know, at the same time, he said he was having negative thoughts and the whole, you know, he's writing in his journal where, you know, people are expect, respecting you to, you know, put on a happy face and, you know, pretend that you're OK when you're not. And I mean, obviously, you know, he has a mental illness going on, but I think his mom was just as messed up, with, you know, tying him to a heater, being malnourished and. He's like, he's like, oh my god, mom, you're so messed up. It's like, bro, you just mowed down three people, <laughs> yeah, on a freaking tr like a train stop. And I mean, the 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 fat guy definitely had it coming to him. That he he paid him back, <laughs> paid him back in full and ten times over probably. But uh, what were your thoughts about like the ending when when he goes on to you know Robert De Niro's show just? Overall, like, what, what were your thoughts? Just they, they kept setting up to where he was going to say the knock knock joke and then kill himself, and then they kind of threw a wrench at you, and he ends up killing the talk show host instead, which was definitely surprising. Yeah, and I and it, it's it's very re reminiscent. Um, I'm not sure if you watched the uh, Dark Knight Returns. Uh, it's like a two parter animated film where um, you know Batman is um, retired. You know he's, he's not a part of like helping out Gotham anymore, and the Joker is still alive, but he's in more of like a kind of like a retirement. And I guess you could say it's Arkham. Let's just say it was Arkham. But it's like, you know, since Batman retired and the Joker kind of lost his drive. And then when he found out that um, Batman came out of retirement in his old age, it was like a spark. And then Joker's like, oh, you know, like the Joker's back. And he goes on a talk show host in that movie. And instead of, you know, just killing the talk show host he mows down the entire audience and he's he's with some other villain i can't remember um the name of them but it was just insane i'm like that was very reminiscent i'm like as soon as he got on the talk show host i'm like something's gonna happen he's a he's gonna kill himself which i thought was kind of like the cheap cop out way because i'm like okay you know we, we we haven't been just witnessing all these murders just for him to say you know what i'm just tired of living whatever whatever he's like my life's not a tragedy tragedy it's a comedy and comedy subjective things of that nature and then you know that happening just shit we shoots robert de niro twice i was like holy crap once wasn't enough but you know he just yeah and then, <laughs> and then even after that i was like really surprised that they did the the thomas wayne and his mother and Bruce Wayne in the alley. Like that's yeah. an iconic Batman. That's an iconic Batman part. And yeah, they it was much a bit re rushed. rewrote the whole history. Yeah. But they, like they I liked everything it. With that one scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit rushed, but obviously, you know, it was towards the end of the movie. And then it's like, I liked it a lot. And I was like, okay, like, 
you know, like th there have been origin uh, stories for the Joker, but obviously no one knows who the Joker really is, which is why he's such the perfect villain, honestly. But I think, you know, if, if there ever was a cinematic Joker origin, like movie, I feel like this would be it. But in obviously a different DC universe, one that's, Honestly, one that's kind of like the, um, like the, even the animated movies, like the animated movies, obviously, I mean, they, they have a lot of adult themes in them, you know, um, in general, I'm not sure if you, you know, uh, watch any of them on, on the uh, voodoo account, but, um, yeah, there it's, it's pretty adult. I mean, that's, it's kind of like DC is more of an, an adult comic book universe overall. Obviously, I mean, Marvel has its adult themes too, but DC's always kind of been that way, but even with um, what were your thoughts about when he first meets Bruce, and he's like just messing around with him over by the gate? That was really that was a really good scene. Just kind of surprising that he was able to do it so easily, but that could <laughs> that could be part of a theory that I'll bring up later. But okay, yeah, um, I was well. I mean, if you want to bring it up now, I was trying to uh, think of what else to uh, you know. Well, say. I was also gonna say if you think about it, if this origin was true and someone associated with the joker did kill um batman's parents yeah that like that changes everything because the the joker usually is, is the one that's obsessed with batman and just has to go after him but if this were true it'd be the other way around batman's obsessed with the joker yeah i mean that's kind of how it is in the um well not in the comics uh well yeah in the comics i would say even in the animated films even for like the killing joke it kind of expresses how they, they they have this, you know, Batman and the Joker have this big toxic relationship where, you know, it's it's like the Joker knows how to get underneath the Batman Batman's skin, but like they don't like out and say if the Joker even knows who Batman really is. They never really explain it in any, you know, context in general. It's like he may know who he is, he may not know, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, it was kind of like the Jack Nicholson version where it's like, oh, you know, you find out that the Joker killed Batman's parents, and then in turn, you know, they created each other in a way. And I thought that's the route they were going to go. I'm like, no, you know, it's been done before. Because when the Joker is at the um, whatever show that was happening when uh, Thomas Wayne was at, and he sees Thomas Wayne leave, I'm like, oh, is he going to just, like, kill him in the alley, like, right then and there? I'm like, oh, no, Martha's still sitting there. I'm like, okay, it's a different scene. But whoever that guy was who killed you know, Batman's parents. It was kind of just like a one-off type of thing, but I do like how they, they did incorporate that in. But what was your uh, your theory? Um, I've, I've been, obviously I've had more time to let everything sink in. I've been watching some videos <laughs> on YouTube and everything. Of course, yeah, I can't I can't watch any videos. I was like, nope, any, anytime I want on YouTube. Well, I was well like... after, the, after this recording, you should definitely do a deep dive and just watch lunch like I did. Cause oh, it... I will. Mr. Sunday movies? Even better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he has a video. He probably mm, does, but we'll see. <laughs> well, the, the big theory I've seen is just questioning how much of the whole movie is actually real. Because there's a theory that he was in the institution, mental institution, the whole time, just just fantasizing and dreaming about all of this happening. Okay, I see what you're saying. I just yeah, because there's like there's other theories out there even with like harry potter where there's this big theory that you know harry was like this like crazy kid and 
that you know he never left you know underneath the staircase at like you know his aunt and uncles and everything that he you know happened like dreamt of is just like made up that is pretty interesting though but because this makes more sense for this movie because obviously you know the joker wasn't right in the head yeah, and, and they, they set the precedent for him making up stuff in his head. So yeah, it kind of makes sense that maybe we don't know how much of it actually was. He was an imagine. He was imagining about imagining things. That's that's quite the imagination. Even even at the end, like everything was just going so perfectly for him. Everything was working. It's just it felt like maybe it was a little too perfect. Even the ambulance that runs into his car, like both the cops die, but he's pretty much fine. Yeah, like pretty every, much. I mean, he was just... still pretty messed up. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's not yeah, like you just, just walk up like, oh, hello, everybody, you know. But, um, yeah. I, there's, I just, there's a chance, like, even the the scene where they say there's no more funding so he won't be able to get uh, treatment anymore. Yeah. That might be where things, like, started being made up in his mind because he stopped taking his medicine. Oh, okay, okay. That's a very interesting theory. I like that a lot. But and also the um the two like therapists that he talked to they looked very similar. Yeah, they, they did. The one, yeah, the one at the very ending and the yeah the beginning they did. So so people were theorizing that maybe the one in the beginning was just him um, trying to think of one and just making it a similar look to the one that he already has in the asylum that he's currently in. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. I actually know that's a good that, question. That, that's good that really, it really makes you think like this all could have been fake true it was all a dream all of it but i have a question and then at the end he does escape his room seemingly with blood on his <laughs> shoes does a little uh how did he kill her though that's what i wanted to know he like, does he does some scooby-doo like, <laughs> he was like running through the hallway with <laughs> they go back and forth in the hallway right oh my god that was that was perfect but so i have a question for you what who do you who okay which adaptation of the joker in our lifetime, I'm not even talking about Jack Nicholson. Do you like better? Do you like Heath Ledger or do you like Joaquin Phoenix? To me, nothing will ever top Heath Ledger, but I will say that Joaquin Phoenix, it's pretty close to equal. Like it's the only issue with to me is that he wasn't the Joker for a, a large portion of the movie, so it's kind of hard to put him on the same page as at Ledger yeah, that or is better true. than Ledger. Yeah, because he was Joker for probably a half, a half hour of the movie total. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because in Dark Knight, he was already established as, you know, the main villain since from the very beginning. And for Joker, he was, uh, you know, built, it built up to that point. But Walking but, Phoenix, like, this, this is Oscar. He has to get an Oscar for this. Oh, absolutely. If, if, if this, even like, this I I think this this is up there with best picture for me and let me tell you man I wow like honestly I would say it best... might come down to him and Leo for best actor oh yeah it, it, might, mm. be, it might be pretty close <sighs> that's that's tough man because I, I I love me some Leo uh, Leo in general I'm trying to figure out mm, man that's tough so I would say because I was thinking about this on the car ride home that I don't believe one did it better than the other because obviously these are two different takes on the Joker. And, you know, but it's like both takes on, you know, for Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix were warranted. You know, I, I, everything that Heath Ledger said as a Joker was absolutely true. And I completely sympathize. I mean, obviously I sympathize more with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker over, um, 
Heath Ledger's Joker, but they both spoke so many truths. And you know, this I mean this I mean this this movie in general for, for Joaquin Phoenix, it's I, I think it's a big push for, you know, mental illness, as I said before, and you know, just this how people treat each other in today's world, because I mean it's kind of like you know, Gotham in general is just this, you know, rundown, you know, city almost oh, I was I was gonna say like Cleveland, I'm just joking. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe, maybe Detroit. Okay, yeah. Let's yeah, let's go with Detroit. I was gonna say Detroit. Eight I was mile. like, I don't know if that's too far. That's why I was gonna say Cleveland. We'll say eight mile. Yeah, eight mile. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but um that's, that's a, also something I wanted to bring up. The movie was not afraid to put in some messages that I wanted to get across. It, they were not very subtle, which might turn some people off. But yeah, the the few key things they were trying to say or start conversations about were obviously social divide, the one percent, just mm. not really okay. caring about the the bottom uh, people. And then poverty that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's like people. People live and are born into poverty, and there's not really much they can do about it. And that's yeah. a big message that that's put across. And then, as you've mentioned, mental illness, how poorly we treat mental illness, and how we still need a lot, we still have a lot of work to do to, to get better at it. Yeah, and not even just you know treating people with mental illness, just treating people in general, because yeah. it's you know people are just they're just. I mean, yeah, everyone was like straight up roots of the Joker. Kind of kind of reminded me of. Um, <laughs> Everyone crapping on uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man Three, you know, it, it was just, just, just not his movie at all. Like that, that was just everyone's just, you know, tacking him. He's like, he's just a guy trying to make a living. But um, yeah, man, the 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 two twists. It's like, I loved how they, they, it was those two twists between. It's like, oh, you know, like wow, you know, this this version of Joker is Batman's brother because that would have been very interesting. But like as you said, you know that. That could have been a huge cover up. I'm like, man, I don't know. That was a lot of freaking paperwork. Like, what? But then again, maybe Thomas Wayne would have put that much effort into it. I mean, he punched the crap out yeah. of him in the bathroom. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. But as as I was saying, I was digress. Getting back to my point, I think both you know Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix have done a great job um, adopting the Joker in their own different ways. And I can't, I can't put one over the other. Because they're two, you know, obviously, you know, Heath Ledger, as I mentioned before, you know, he was already established as a Joker from the beginning of Dark Knight with, you know, Joaquin's Joker. It was more of a lead up to it. Now, if they ever did like a sequel, I think which that... They, which they won't Which do. they won't. Jo- Joaquin is, Phoenix has no interest in that. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> hey, we need you to lose all this weight again. <laughs> yeah. Can you do he it? He then... 60 pounds. That's yeah. insane. He could barely walk up the uh, the stairs from what I was reading from certain yeah. articles. I was like, that, I mean, that is dedication. I mean, e- I mean, even... Well, obviously, you know, weight loss in general will not win him this Oscar. It's more the performance because Christian Bale put on a crap ton of weight for Dick Cheney and Vice and... I honestly felt like he got a little bit snubbed there, but you know we didn't have that many great options for the Oscars last year. So, looking at you, Green Book, but that's totally. Uh... <sighs> but anyway, yeah. So I I feel like if, if we got if we got another movie with Joaquin Phoenix being the Joker, um, you know from start to finish, then I would be be able to make more of a fair comparison. But 
obviously I can't. So I'm just I'm just I'm gonna say it's 50 50 for now because I I cannot put one over the other because obviously I mean the Joker for Heath Ledger he had Batman in his movie obviously you know Joaquin did too but baby Batman you know yeah <laughs> in general but uh, what, was there anything else you wanted to um, cover before we uh, wrap up here or. I just I just love how introspective the movie is. It just makes you think about what what you value as far as morals and everything goes. Because as we've been talking, you seem to be like I, I am sympathetic towards the character, but then mm. it gets to a point where he's murdering people, where it kind of lowers for me. But it seems to you that you stay sympathetic throughout. I yeah I did. It was and obviously I'm not crazy people. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm the same person, but I don't know, like normally when I try to watch these movies, you know, I, I really do try to put myself in that person's perspective, you know, I guess you could say empathy in general, but I don't know, man, like it was just like, it was just so unnecessary. Like I, it, it from the very beginning when, you know, the train scene, when like that woman snapped at him for no freaking reason, obviously, you know, he's not going to just go and, you know, rip her neck off or anything like that and leave the kid motherless. But I was like, and it, I've just seen so many instances. Um, like, I mean, I was talking to uh, my mom about this and a, a few months ago, she was, you know, at the grocery store and she was coming back to her car and she, um, she was trying, she was next to this lady and she was asked, um, she asked this lady politely to, you know, like um, pull up her car cause she didn't want, her car, because we're kind of like on a slope, she didn't want her car to hit the lady's car and she didn't want to mess up her own car. And then the lady kind of just like ignored her and she asked her nicely again. And then the lady kind of looked at her like kind of pissy like, and she like slammed the door, got into her car, slammed the door and moved up a little bit. And then my mom said again, politely, you know, like, you know, I, I still don't have enough room. And then this lady's like, well, I'm just having a bad day. Blah, 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 blah. And then my mom snapped back and she was like, um, I'm having a bad day too. You know, like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what she said, but, <laughs> um, and then the lady kind of just broke down and she was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it was kind of like that lady was like, just trying to justify her being rude to my mom because she was having a bad day. It's like, well, everyone, you know, everyone you encounter that day could be having, you know, the one, like a really bad day. I mean, clearly, clearly the Joker, Danny, you really saw it, especially after it, well, I was going to say, yeah, after his mother dies, after he kills his mom, but it's like him learning the truth about his past. And, you know, he, he wanted to know where he came from. And, you know, everyone, you know, has that type of uh, instinct. But it was just even with that music, man, like I just tried to put myself in his, you know, in his shoes. And it's like I the just, score was so haunting throughout the whole thing. It was great. Man. Oh, that score was amazing. And just, I, I just, I agree. I, I don't know what it is. I, I agree with him. Especially when he's when 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 I say when he snapped on, you know, uh, Robert De Niro's show before he killed him. When he's like, you know, he's like, oh, he's he's like, you know, he's like you, it's like you put my comedy up, you know, for people to laugh at and blah 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 blah. But obviously, again, we only know that because you know of his of his illness and. You know, and that's the whole reason he's like, oh, he's like, well, I don't think it's funny. He's like, well, comedy is subjective, which he's right. But it's like, I don't know, man. I just, for some reason, I mean, I sympathize. I mean, I, I agreed with Kelmonger 100%, but I I don't know what it is, man. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, you know. No, actually, I, I saw a really interesting quote. Someone asked um, Zazie Beats a very similar question, basically something like, do you think it's weird or awkward 
that people might find sympathy with someone as murderous and, and crazy as the Joker. And her response was kind of like, you don't necessarily have to find sympathy for his character, but like try to find sympathy for people in his shoes that are similar to, to what he's going through because there are people in our country just like this all around that just slip through the cracks and there's just nothing that's done to help them. So if you can find sympathy for them, then you're kind of getting the point of the movie. Well, well said. Honestly, I that in that and I think that pretty much sums up my my explanation as to why I feel sympathy uh, for the joke. I I absolutely agree with that because I mean um I mean obviously you know we both went to the same high school, but it, there were people in my grade. Um, we had this one kid who had Down syndrome. Um, no, he was autistic. He wasn't. He didn't have Down. He was autistic. Super smart kid. Um, literally was like a math genius in our entire graduating class. But like some people were just like, just like they're dicks to him for no reason. And it kind of just, it's like, he never did anything to you. So like, why are you being mean to him? And even with, I mean, there, there were kids. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this because I mean, obviously you're a few grades below me, but there was this one kid in the grade below me who ended up killing himself. Um, in the middle of, um, I think it was Ethan Green's um, golf course. He was on the football team. You're like, he had his, gr- his group of friends, but like, I always remember just pretty much anyone just being just utterly and completely like, rude to him and even the coaches. And I'm like, it, it was probably a contributing factor. And I mean, I've seen it a lot. And there was this, another kid named Michael in my class, in my graduating class, who, um, you know, he wasn't all there in the head. He was very, very smart, you know intelligent wise he always got good grades but everyone always used to joke like oh you know like like don't mess with michael he'll end up like shooting the school i'm like number one why the fuck would you put that in his head number two why are you being a dick to him in the first place if you don't want him to shoot up the school you should probably start being nice to him like honestly and it's like even in my fraternity just one more quick example i got invited to one of my fraternity uh, older fraternity brothers weddings who like i knew him throughout um throughout um you know my uh, time in Greek life, and he um, he invited me to his wedding. Like I I ended up working for like his his fiance's uh, family for a little bit with a lawn mowing service and stuff like that. And one of my uh, fraternity brothers, I was talking to him about the guy whose nickname was Target. I was like, Yeah, man, I got invited to Target's wedding. And he's he's like, Oh, he's he's like, How 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 did you manage that, man? It looked like a lot of fun. I was like, Well, I. I just I I was I wasn't a dick to him because like there was a lot of uh, resentment and ridicule within my fraternity that I won't really talk about with certain people and I I, I guess yeah I I felt sympathy that way and empathized with people so that that's that's a good that that, that was a very good quote by um uh, ZZ Beats there I almost called her ZZ Tops wait what am I talking about yeah it's a great, it's a great way to look at it <laughs> absolutely but uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover before we uh, wrap this up. I think the the larger topic uh, as a whole that we can talk about is obviously there was controversy going into this movie. Yeah, we can talk about that for a bit here. Absolutely, I'm not I'm not in any rush, so you know we can just keep the ball rolling as long as we have you know interesting things to say, which I hope people are listening. So because yeah, we we were talking before like leading up to the movie, we were kind of like talking back and forth, like a little worried about going to a movie at a at a a premiere time yeah because we didn't know if anything was going to happen because obviously the dark knight um returns yeah uh, movie premiere had that issue uh, right. a few years back yeah and i was actually talking about this on uh the other team uh 
uh, Cinemania World uh, team that I'm a part of on their um, one of their uh, podcasts. And everyone, check it out. It's great. You know, we're they're, they're they're doing great things, and I'm very excited to be a part of their team. Uh, shout out to Dwayne for um, you know having uh, having me on and inviting me onto the team. But um, in general, you know, what we were talking about over there, it kind of you know correlates to what we were talking about here on our podcast. Um, is that you know it's sad that people you know were so reluctant to go see the movie during you know opening night you know some people saw it tuesday some people saw it on thursday and it's like well you know i don't want to put my life in danger just because i really want to go see a movie and it was very sad that you know nyb nypd had to you know crack down and say you know like we it's like asking cops to come in and you know take away their duties from other crimes other real crimes that could be happening versus like hey you know we need you to like guard this movie theater and make sure that nothing happens you know during opening weekend because people are crazy and i I totally agree it's you know i I know for a while there you know i kept asking you when we were going to see it and you know i i just saw it like 10 a.m this morning and you were like you know you're like i don't know i don't know and i was like and i totally understood and i you know hope you didn't think i was like bugging you about it i was just wondering and but it's like it's 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 completely warranted because you know you want to you want to be safe you don't want to you know go into a weird situation where you know your your life isn't danger just to go see a movie because for some reason i don't know why this movie's all you know oh like you know oh you know like shooters could be there and blah 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 because what happened to roar i was like okay well i went to go see john wick three a few months ago and that dude was mowing down people left and right and yeah that was that nothing. was the point that todd phillips made the director he he made that direct comparison to john wick saying yeah that there's even more violence in that movie but no, no issues there yeah it was it was weird i mean even it, i i just don't get it man it's like we, we see these I, kind I'm, of I'm very happy i'm very happy like as of recording this there have been no issues or events that have happened so that's definitely a good sign yes and i'm very happy for everyone who who you know obviously we have a few other friends who are seeing it sunday so you know it it really just sucks that we have to you know worry about our own friend's safety just to go see a movie and you know everyone over at santa manny world who has seen it you know i'm glad you guys are safe I'm safe, so <laughs> we're all good. And I was like in the middle of the theater. There was only about 20, 25 of us all together in the theater. But I mean, but like I was laughing at like the most, <laughs> the most like fucked up parts. <laughs> but like, and they're like, that's not funny. But like, there were some things that made you giggle, but obviously overall it was very serious. But yeah. I was like, and this is why I like going to the movies. Like, honestly, I, I think I would not have had the same experience if this was just like on Netflix or, you know, pushed to like Hulu or Amazon or one of those other streaming services or, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I'm just, I'm glad. And of course, of course, there's been a ton of people like trying to bring back the whole violent media causes violence argument that's yeah. been, and been we- coming back, going back and forth. And obviously over and over again it's proved to, to not have really any any value yeah it's just just not true yeah s- same thing with with video games it's like it was like oh you know violent video games breeds more violence i'm like no the people who are doing these things there is something mentally unstable about them and clearly they are not getting the health that they need or you know they're just they're just being ignored they're not being listened to 
wink wink nudge nudge and yeah you know. like the, the, there's been such a history of even more violent movies than this and there's been no incidents that have, have happened there or no causations there yeah and no one said have, have you seen hmm? have you seen american psycho no i have not i think that, that i kept thinking about that movie while watching this one it's a very similar type movie to me you might, uh, might want to watch it yeah i'll definitely have to uh about a very famous <laughs> serial killer in movies Ooh. played by Played by the Batman himself, Christian Bale. Oh, oh man! Now I gotta watch it. I, I love me some Christian Bale. But even with um, you know, um, when, when we were talking about in the Stars Born, where you know, just the the wrong thing can said to someone can just make them snap. And look what happened to um, you know, oh my gosh, um, Rocket Raccoon. Wow, I'm drawn. Bradley Cooper's character, he kills himself. Why? Because the deal yeah. was just complete. Obviously, there was he was ill, and it wasn't more of a mental state. Well, it could have been more of a mental state because I feel like it, you know alcoholism can lead more into a mental illness state because you, I mean, you know, alcohol is affecting your body in more ways than one, and he ended up killing himself. And it's like, you know, even one more quick thing, even like his, even like <laughs> the Joker's mom was like a little bit of a dick when. She was like, "Well, don't you have to be funny in order to be yeah, a comedian?" Yeah, that was like I a was giant like, Excuse burn. me, miss. Oh my! <laughs> she like, destroyed his, her son. own son. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to blow up. Go ahead. That was just a giant burn, like your own like, son just Ooh. destroyed. I was like, "Well, okay," and I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm like, "Yeah, no, you, you go get her." <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like she didn't she, she didn't think you're funny, but even then when when um she was he was reading through the notes and you know it's like oh you know like he's he's sad but he's you know he's my boy or whatever I was like well I wouldn't I don't think my mom would say anything like that to me I don't think your mom would say anything like that to you yeah <laughs> we'd be like that would be like our parents being like hey you know we're doing this this uh, movie thing this podcast thing and it's like well don't you need like more followers than just like. 69 subscribers on YouTube, and I'm like, okay, uh, cool, whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm just ranting at this point. I do apologize. But um, anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, I think I had one more thing before the reviews. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Todd Phillips mentioned the the two obvious influences for the movie were Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of those, but they're two Scorsese films from I think they're both from the 80s. But it's a very heavy influence, and from what I've seen and heard from people, it might be kind of too similar to those movies. Yeah, that's Taxi what I'm Taxi Driver sure. is about uh, a down-on-his-luck guy in New York City mm. who's, who's driving around and, and just becomes more insane as, as bad things happen to him. Right. And King, King of Comedy is... The funny thing is they both have Robert De Niro in the starring role, and he's in this one too, which is even more of a connection to those two movies. Did you watch the Let Me Explain video too? Yeah, I, I did. yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Because I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's, I'm like, okay, yeah, he, he had uh, mentioned that on, on his uh, YouTube video. Well, great, great, great channel. Everyone go check it out. You know, very short videos, but definitely make you think. And you know, he's 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 a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, movie type YouTubers. I agree. I agree. This is the reason why I uh, got into that uh, EPK thing for uh, getting all that footage and stuff for me to download. As he mentioned in one of, his, one of his videos, I'm like, let me look this up. And bing, bang, boom. Yeah. <laughs> no more YouTube hunting unless, oh, actually, because there is no Joker trail, uh, Joker uh, 
coverage on EPK or EPK.TV right now, but there might be. I, I don't know. I mean, I've looked and looked, and usually you get emails when new stuff comes out, and as soon as you log on, it lets you know what you know what new um, screenings and like sound bites and stuff stuff are out. But anyway, uh, I guess that let's just wrap up here. Um, I just want to thank you, you know, for coming on, and you know, we're we're gonna keep doing this thing, you know, until you don't want to do it anymore or whatever. You know, um, yeah. yeah, even though I'm, you know, part of uh, Cinemania World, you know, I try to, I want to divide my time equally and support both, um, both channels and both podcasts um, as equally, you know, in general. I, I would never want to choose one over the other, but um, definitely check out uh, Cinemania World uh, podcasts uh, available on uh, Podbean and Spotify. Um, at Cinemania World, and you know we've I've been on a few podcasts so far. I've had one as a guest, and then my official um, podcast when we were talking about Birds of Prey and things like that. So definitely go check it out. Check out um, their um, the Joker review over there as well. And uh, for us, you know, check out our stuff. I just put out a um, no Jojo Rabbit spoiler review, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broke underscore boy spelled b-o-i underscore media and you can also always listen to this on anchor apple Podcasts, spotify and i believe that's it i don't think i was gonna look into stitcher but i don't know it is what it is it's it's just been a long week and but uh we'll see you guys the next one we're just gonna sign off don't forget don't forget score oh yeah my god wow the score what would you give the score out of 100 laughs I'm thinking, I'm thinking a, a clean ninety. Like I said, the um, the girlfriend twist didn't really work for me because I, I kind of uh, saw it coming, and I wish they kind of showed her fate as well. But other than that, it, um, yeah, pretty pretty great movie. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I'll I'll give it. Um... <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'll I'll give it a, 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 a I think I enjoyed it a little bit more so I'll just give it like a ninety two out of hundred because okay. obviously you know right. yeah I I wish that um you know um, Zaza Beats was more included within the film and I wish they would have delved a little bit deeper into that but overall just absolutely love the movie I definitely want to see it a second time definitely <laughs> but. Those are just uh, two people's thoughts and opinions about this. What did you think of the Joker movie? Uh, let us know, and um, we'll we'll see you guys in the next one. We don't know what we're reviewing next, so we'll. Gem- Gemini man, <laughs> they made a person out of another person. You made a person out of another person, or um, Maleficent, I think it is. I don't know. We'll figure it out as long as it's not Rambo. No. <laughs>